Hello, this is Anthony Day with more thoughts on sustainable business. And in a week where oil prices have gone beyond $115 a barrel and show every sign of going even higher, we learn that the Russian oil production has reached its peak. Peak oil in Russia doesn't mean that they've run out of oil, of course. It means they've reached the maximum level of production and in future years that will gradually decline. That's interesting because Matt Simmons has been commenting on global peak oil. Matt Simmons is an oil industry financier based in Houston. He is an advisor to the Bush administration and unlike other members of the administration he firmly believes that peak oil is a reality and we are very close to it. In fact he recently said that we re reached global peak oil back in 2005 and although the amount of oil that we produce at the moment 88 barrels a day is more than in 2005 he thinks the difference is accounted for by adjustments to inventories and by counting in oil from natural gas liquids so he believes we have reached the global peak and from there on it's all downhill inevitably that will push the oil price up at the same time people say well there is a recession so that will have a damping effect maybe so there is a recession in the US and the signs are that we're going to follow in the UK but there is no sign of a recession in India or in China where economic growth is racing ahead ah people say but didn't we also hear that in Brazil they've suddenly found one of the biggest reserves which is going to double their capacity or at least increase it by a very significant amount well it's early days what seems to have happened is that they have found a significant oil deposit offshore and it's up to eight kilometers down estimates range from five billion barrels to 33 billion barrels and they do say they're going to have to do a lot more work before they can determine exactly how much is there but let's be super optimistic and say there are 33 billion barrels now we'll also assume that those 33 billion barrels are all recoverable so this is the most optimistic scenario well if we're using 88 million barrels a day you can do the sums at that rate 33 billion barrels of oil will last us 375 days just over a year so that means if we're going to postpone the oil peak we're going to need to find that much oil every year and that's not happening and if in fact the recoverable amount of oil in this deposit is nearer 8 billion barrels then that's only a matter of months before it's all gone what about biofuels biofuels have been very much in the news over the last few days as well because the EU has got these regulations which say that a certain proportion of road fuel must come from biofuel but it's become increasingly apparent that biofuel unfortunately is not a green solution the Americans have put a lot of emphasis on ethanol bioethanol coming from wheat and from maize they've provided subsidies to farmers to grow these crops 
and also to build the plants which are needed to convert the products into the bioethanol. Unfortunately, it's very, very inefficient. In some cases, the amount of energy which actually goes into the production process of this fuel is greater than the energy which comes out. So it's a waste of time. It might be good business with the subsidies and so on. It might make farmers rich, but it's impoverishing the planet. It's making us worse off. But that's not a direct problem for Europe. Europe is looking at biofuels from materials which may be grown domestically or increasingly from products like palm oil which are imported from places like Indonesia. And where they grow the palm oil or where they grow the palms which produce palm oil in Indonesia they are cutting down the forests. Well in fact they're not cutting down the forests, they're burning them. And every acre of forest which is cut down is obviously lost lost as a sink of carbon dioxide and the act of burning it releases about 260 tonnes of carbon per acre. The smoke from the forest fires means that Indonesia is third on the world scale after the US and China in terms of CO2 emissions. So the EU policy can only make that sort of thing worse can only make things like what's happening in Brazil where they're cutting down the rainforest. They're cutting down the rainforest so that they can grow crops for food. Why? Because the food used to be grown in areas which are now planted with sugarcane to produce bioethanol. It's a policy which has got unintended side effects, potentially catastrophic side effects. Peter Mandelson, the UK's European Commissioner, has already expressed his doubts and there are calls for reversal of this policy. Yes, the oil price is up to $115 a barrel but it doesn't seem to be depressing demand, not yet at least. And in all this fuss about oil price and energy and so on, climate change is perhaps slipping down the agenda. This week Sir Nicholas Stern, or Lord Stern as he now is, reminded us that at the end of 2006 he produced his review. He now says he thinks the situation is worse than he then thought. His review was on the economic consequences of climate change. And he said if we invested 1% of gross domestic product we would be able to offset and mitigate the effects of climate change. If we did it now. But he said that if we delayed then we could be looking at expenditures of 5%, 10%, even 20% per annum just to keep pace and to cope with the difficulties caused by climate change. Is anybody listening? That's the big worry. Now I've said this before, people accuse me of being a pessimist. No, I aim to be a pragmatist. The future is challenging, there's no doubt about that. But we're up for a challenge. We always have been. We can cope. We need to recognise exactly what the challenges are. If you want to talk to me about this, then give me a call. My direct number is 07803 616 877. Or drop me an email. Or look at my website, which is www.anthony-day.com. This is Anthony Day. 
I look forward to being in touch with you soon. Bye for now.